What's up, everybody? Welcome to Not Your Average Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, a.k.a. TG. It is Friday, August 12th. Happy Friday. Let's get the weekend started right, shall we? Um, let's get right into it with the news. Um, there we go. All right, let's go. What do we got? What do we got? Where am I? Where am I? Universal is building a major new theme park in Orlando, creating 14,000 jobs. That's good news, of course. Um, you know, jobs is always good to see, you know, because, um, we would always love to create more jobs, and the fact that Universal is creating a new major new theme park in Orlando is pretty cool, you know, because um, I've been to um, uh, the Universal Studios theme park, um, or the Universal, or is it Islands of Adventure? regardless I've been there before and it was awesome and now I'm excited to see what they're thinking about doing with a new um a new theme park um and you know the fact that it ju- that it creates jobs for um for America well anyone working really um is just a boost to the economy around there because Universal gets a ton of visitors. So this is a I, this is a pretty smart move on their part to get even more revenue, you know, generated so they can do even more things. But we'll have to wait and see what exactly it is. We don't know yet, but we'll look forward to seeing what happens. Um, an asteroid bigger than the Empire State Building is passing by Earth next week, and apparently we're not supposed to be worried about it because it's not supposed to get close enough to um, do any real damage or anything along those lines. So um, that's good to know moving forward. Um, But, you know, we're just going to have to see how it all works out in the end, you know. But, I mean, it's not going to hit us, but, you know, this isn't even a big one, according to scientists. So, the fact that this um, asteroid is just going to pass by, um, it is, it's, I guess, okay then. I mean, I don't really, I mean, we shouldn't worry because it's not going to hit us. So, um, it's pretty normal. They said estimated diameter of 1,870 feet, and it's scheduled to zoom by next Saturday. Um, they said this is a moderate-sized asteroid, nearly 5 million miles away, more or less benign, um... The biggest known asteroid that orbits our sun is about 21 miles long, but asteroids of that size are rare, as you would probably expect. Um, But it's not going to hit Earth. No one needs to panic about me saying this, or if anyone 
thinks that I'm saying that it's going to hit. No, scientists are saying it's not going to. It's benign to us. So we'll leave that there. Um, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos just sold $1.8 billion worth of Amazon stock. Um, As to why he did this, let's look at the article again just to reread it. Um, He's fun. Oh. The world's richest person is continuing to sell his Amazon stake to fund his space venture. Um, he's offloaded roughly 960,000 shares, worth, each worth about $1,900 on uh, Wednesday. Um, he sold it after Amazon reported weaker-than-expected profits in the quarterly earnings, but the stock is up 25% for the year as a whole. So... I mean, he's worth $117 billion still. Um, He sells roughly $1 billion worth of stock a year to fund his space company, Blue Origin, and he pledged to sell more than a billion this year as Blue Origin gets closer to making actual operations. Um, He has lofty expectations for this new space company. He unveiled a new rocket engine and a mock-up of a lunar lander to use for shuttle cargo in May. Wants to build giant orbital structures that could host self-sustaining colonies, and it's close to selling tickets to send people to space. So this is interesting. Um, So he's selling so that he can fund everything for his space exploration side of things. And I can't really blame him since the Earth is basically dying slowly. So we need to fund things to get out into space. But anyway, that's 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 not the best thing to be saying. But anyway, um, Americans are buying more expensive trucks, and that's great news for General Motors. No, I'm sure it's not um, just um, I'm sure it's not just GM that benefits from this, but um, the US economy is strong and Americans are splurging on their trucks. It's good news for GM which they reported strong second quarter earnings yesterday, higher pickup truck prices. Um, including the Chevy Silverado and GMC Sierra. Net income rose 1.6% to $2.4 billion, in part because of these truck sales. <coughs> and Americans are increasingly choosing SUVs and trucks over sedans and other small cars. That's a trend that's been happening for years now. Um, and people want extra features in their trucks and stuff. Um, GM's rolling out even more trucks later this year. They expect these truck sales to continue, and it reaffirmed its plans to build 40,000 units annually of heavy-duty trucks in Flint, Michigan. Um, The increasing competition among GM and its rivals Ford and Fiat Chrysler doesn't concern the... um, the chief financial officer of GM. She credits the rising market share of its trucks to discipline and incentives and record high transaction prices. 
GM stock jumped almost 3% early yesterday, and it's up 24% for the year, so it's a good sign. And our last one for the day. Oh, wow, I completely skipped. Well, all right, interesting. Um, a chemo-free drug combo shows dramatic improvement against common leukemia in adults. And this is really good news. Um, I don't need to be a scientist and understand the inner workings of this to know that this is a really good thing that's happening. Um, and, you know, it might just be the start. Who knows? Uh, hopefully it keeps going in the right direction. Um, but, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what's happening moving forward. Um, but you, you just, um, you don't want to speculate on things just yet, you know? Um, but hopefully this will continue to show improvement and it will keep working and moving forward, you know, cause you just, that's how you want it to be done, right? You want things to progress. You want to be able to f hopefully one day cure leukemia in with this chemo free drug. Cause chemo has been proven to be a bitch for most people. So, and I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying that um, it's it just is what it is. And hopefully we can continue this improvement to maybe cure leukemia. I mean, you know, you never know. Um, we're just going to have to see how it looks moving forward. Um but this is a step in the right direction in eliminating chemo treatments from our world. But anyway, moving on to sports. The second qualifying round of the Europa League ended yesterday. So now we move on to the third qualifying rounds next week. Um, FC Astana got through winning 4-1 to one on aggregate at home against FC Santa Coloma. FC Astana gets Valletta in the third qualifying round. <clears throat> KAA Ghent is also through on aggregate 7-5 at Vitorol. Um, KAA Ghent gets to take on AEK Larnaca. So that's going to be a fun... That, I think Ghent can get through that, but we'll have to see moving forward. Lehia Warsaw survives on aggregate 1-0 at KUPS. They, <laughs> they get to play the Greece side Atramitos in the third qualifying round, so we'll see how that goes. Torino FC of Italy of Serie A cruises 7-1 on aggregate at the Brechen, and they get Shakhtar Soligorsk. Soligorsk. I think, from Belarus. 
I could, I'm probably wrong in pronouncing that, but that's fine. FC Lucerne from the Swiss Super League, the Rafaisen Super League, is through two, on aggregate 2-0 at KI. And FC Lucerne is going to play. Oh, well, we'll save that one for later then. We'll talk about that one when I get to them. Malmo FF survives on aggregate 5-4 at home against Domjale. Um, Malmo gets Zrzynski Mostar in the third qualifying round. So Malmo, I might be, I think could do that. Um, Rangers from Scotland is through 2-0 in aggregate at Progress. And Rangers get Magidland, or however the heck you say that Danish side. That's just how I would pronounce it. I mean, I could be dead wrong on that, and I probably am, but Shamrock Rovers is out of the competition on aggregate 4-3 after extra time at Apayon, and it almost went to penalties, but Shamrock Rovers could not get the final punch they needed, so they're done. Brondby is through 5-3 after extra time against Lekia Gnixt, or Densk, Dansk, Gdansk, whatever. Um, Brondby gets to face SC Braga, and we'll talk more about that one as we pre- slightly preview the third qualifying round here today. Eintracht Frankfurt is through 4-2 on aggregate at home against Flora Tallinn. Eintracht Frankfurt gets to face the Swedish side of Vidus. Or not Swedish side, the Swiss side. The Dutch side. Aberdeen cruises 6-1 on aggregate at home against Chikara. Aberdeen gets Rijeka. Wolverhampton Warriors, or Wanderers, not Warriors, um, or Wolves, cruise on aggregate 6-1 at Crusaders. They get Punic in the third qualifying round. And lastly, RCD Espanol cruises on aggregate 7-1 at Jarnan. And their reward is they get FC Lucerne in the qualifying round. All right, so here's what we need to look at. Um, Beit Borsov gets Sarajevo in the third qualifying round champions path. And that will be th- both Thursdays. Um, FC Astana, I said, gets Valletta. Sheriff, Sheriff Tiraspol gets AIK. And Dundalk gets Slovan Bratislava. So those are going to be fun matchups. Um, uh, Austria Wien is going to play Apeon Limassol. Um, Antwerp, the Belgian side, is joining us in the third qualifying round as well. Feyenoord is going to play Dynamo Tbilisi. I, again, I could be very wrong. Brondby SBC Braga is going to be a good matchup. Um, Molde FK and Aris. Strasbourg of Liga 1 in France is going to take on Lokomotiv Plovdiv. Thune of the Swiss Rafaisen Super League is going to take on Spartak Moscow, and that's a, that's a pretty good matchup right there. Um... Wolves, I said, was playing Punic. Rangers is playing Magidalin. 
Ghent and AEK Larnaca, Leorsal, Achimitos. PSV gets Hagasund. So that should be a fun one. Um, Aberdeen Rejecca, Vitoria Grimares against Ventspiels. Eintracht Frankfurt Vaduz, Malmo FF Zorginski Mostar, FC Lucerne against RCD Espanol, Sparta Prague versus Trabzonspor, and Universitatea Craiova versus AEK Athens. So there's going to be a lot to keep up with moving towards the. Um, Moving towards the third qualifying rounds next week and the week after, but we'll have to, we'll we can we can manage it. I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem. Um, but now since I'm not going to wake up early enough tomorrow to cover this game, um, I'm not going to wake up early enough to cover this game at all. So I'm going to preview the French. Super Cup, or the 2019 Trophy de Champion, between the winners of Liga One PSG and Coupe de France winners Stade Rennes, Stade Rennes. Um, PSG is a six-time defending champion of the French Super Cup, and let's see what Stade Rennes. Rene has to offer to this. Um, oh man, how did they win the French Cup against? Um, I don't know how they won the French Cup because honestly, there's not many names on here that I could point to star power. Um, but PSG, you know the the. The Giants of French football. Um, their current roster. Let's just look at this because this is this is gonna be a big boy. <laughs> just saying. Um, Thiago Silva, Presnel Kimpembe, um, Marquinhos, Marco Verratti, Kylian Mbappe, the best young player in the world. Uh. And, you know, Mbappe, he's only, what, 20? Yeah, Mbappe's only 20, man. He's only getting better. Leandro Paredes, Edison Cavani, Neymar for now. Angel Di Maria. Mbappe wants Neymar to stay. But anyway, Angel Di Maria. Thomas Munier. Um, Pablo Sarabia. Lev- Levin Kozawa. Ender Herrera, Julian, you or excuse me, Julian Draxler. Um, that's that's a stacked lineup. I mean, against the Stade Rennes team, that I just uh, don't think they can. I mean, PSG is the six-time defending champion of the French Super Cup for a reason. Um, and I don't. I just. I don't see the. I don't. I don't see Stade Rennes keeping up this time. I, I very highly think that it Stade Rennes or Stade Rennes is just not going to get the job done. Um, uh, 
Um, um, but, you know, PSG, I think, will get the job done. And I don't think there's going to be really much argument against that. I mean, PSG, six-time defending French Super Cup champions. Um, I re there's really nothing that they could... I mean, unless PSG just completely falls flat on their butt tomorrow morning. I mean, the game's at 7.30 in the morning, by the way, because it's being played in China, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but... I fully anticipate PSG to win this game. Um, I would say PSG more PSG four one. I'm gonna go four one. I don't think it's gonna be close. And in the last six years, not many of the games have been close in the French Super Cup. But you know, PSG might uh, they might be in their own heads. Who knows? We'll just have to wait until tomorrow and find out. So. And there will be other soccer games. I will be I will be previewing more stuff tomorrow because there are more soccer games tomorrow, um, and other things of the like. But anyway, <coughs> um, Melvin Gordon's agent requested the Chargers trade the star running back, and man, could that shake up the Chargers? Um. Let's look at the Chargers depth chart right now. Melvin Gordon's not questionable. I mean, Austin Eckler, he can run the ball, but he ain't no Melvin Gordon. Um, so the Chargers are going to need to figure out what to do with Melvin Gordon, whether to trade him or to do whatever, because he Melvin Gordon's going to hold out on them, and that's a very valuable fantasy football piece, too. Let's not forget about that implications for us as fantasy football owners, you know? Um, but, man, is it interesting that Melvin Gordon doesn't want to... Well, I mean, hmm, maybe it's not that he doesn't want to be with the Chargers anymore. It's just the situation is driving him to want to do something else or go somewhere else, you know? So, I honestly, I don't know how this is going to play out moving forward. Are the Chargers willing to trade Melvin Gordon? I don't know. Kind of hope the Bucks are like, oh, hey, we need a running back, so let's go get Melvin Gordon. But I could be very wrong in that part. <sighs> I don't know yet. We're going to have to wait and see. Oh, when did the Bucks sign Andre Ellington? Oh my God, Rojo. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, the list of names the Bucks have is not lost on me, but I think the Bucks need to, should be a better team than they are. But anyway, that's that's debatable for another day. Arsenal signed winger Nicolas Pepe from Los Lille in France for $87 million. 
So Arsenal's out here making big splash moves. Um, so that's always fun. Um, but, you know, it's interesting to find. It's interesting to watch, that's for sure. Um, is this going to help Arsenal? Probably. I mean, Nicholas Pe- Nicolas Pepe, he's 24 years old. He's young. So he should... I think he can do. I think he can provide a little depth and breadth to the team, you know. So we're just gonna have to see how it plant pans out for Arsenal. I don't. They play Barca on Sunday, or excuse me, Barca on Sunday. So I'm. We're just gonna have to wait and see what happens. Um, I don't really know how this is gonna pan out, but. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, defending champ Clemson Tigers are sitting atop the coach's preseason top 25 for the first time ever. Um, that's pretty cool. I mean, I thought would have thought Clemson would have been number one when they last won the title, but I guess Alabama still had the talent. Um, it is important. The coaches think Clemson's the top dog heading into the season. Alabama's got work to do, in other words. So we're going to have to see how that works and looks moving forward, obviously. Um, but we'll see. We'll start. I mean, college football starts at the end of the month now. We are hitting college football time very closely now. <clears throat> It is bearing down on us, and we should be ready because college football is a great sport. Um, But anyway, the full U.S. Women's National Team victory tour schedule has been revealed. Um, The U.S. starts tomorrow night at 10 p.m. in the Rose Bowl against Ireland. Um, Hold on, let me get this for you. Um, bum, 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 bum. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll get it for you real quickly. Oh, shoot, monkey. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um... They will play Ireland tomorrow night at 10 p.m. in the Rose Bowl on ESPN2. Then in on August 29th at 7 p.m. in Lincoln Financial Field on FS1, they will take on Portugal. September 3rd at 8 p.m. at Allianz Field in Minnesota, they will play Portugal again on ESPN2. October 3rd at 8 p.m. in Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte on FS1, they will take on South Korea. And then on October 6th at 2 p.m. at Soldier Field in Chicago on FS1, they will take on um, South Korea again. So there's your full victory tour. And I wouldn't imagine that's that huge of a – I mean, I would expect every the U.S. women's national team will win all of these friendlies and victory tour so that they can send out Coach Jill Ellis on a good note, I would assume. But I could be – I mean – I'm probably right on that one. But anyway, 
The Broncos beat the Falcons 14-10 in the Hall of Fame game last night on a last-second touchdown, circus catch touchdown. And this was the first game since the Super Bowl, so football's back even if it is preseason form. But um, it is good to see football's back. <clears throat> and college football's are college football is starting to get their training camps going. So this is it's good news, man. Everything is starting to look up. Football season's right around the corner. That's wow. <laughs> um, but anyway. Longtime Virginia Tech defensive coordinator Bud Foster is retiring at the end of the season. He spent 33 seasons at Virginia Tech, and he is a great – I will give him credit. He is a great – as much as I don't like Virginia Tech, he is a great defensive coordinator. Um, he's gotten the job done, and I hope he gets to do what he wants to do moving forward. Because he's certainly earned that in his time at Virginia Tech. <clears throat> that is for damn sure. But anyway, last thing. UConn will pay $17 million to leave the American Athletic Conference for the Big East. And that number is not shocking. Honestly, I'm surprised it isn't a little bit more, you know? Um, so... That's that's the price for UConn to leave the American Conference. Um, not exactly shocking that it's a high number. I mean, I, I mean it just is what it is, you know. Um, but we'll see if if the American ever decides to add another te team just to even it out. But we'll look at that moving forward. That's topics for the future but anyway thank you for listening today have a great day and we'll we will be back tomorrow with new content